Hey, everybody. How are you guys doing on this Labor Day? I hope you're taking a break. Today is Monday, the 6th of September. Today, it's Mailbox Monday, and I'm going to spend the entire time answering your questions. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Thanks for tuning in today. As always, we are so thankful that you guys are taking a moment out of your day to spend a little bit of time with me over here at the show. And it's a good day to celebrate you because uh, I hope you're taking a break. I hope you're having some iced tea out on the porch. And at least around here, I'm starting to watch the leaves turn, which makes me, I have this sort of, this sort of, um, angsty feeling, I guess, because I love summer, but I also love fall. And so I feel a little bit conflicted. The only thing that I don't really like about the change of the seasons is it means that the days are going to get shorter. And that's my favorite thing about summertime. The sun comes up really early and it sets very, very late. And I can already tell that the days are getting shorter quickly. And then the ridiculous, you know, daylight savings time goes away and bam, it's dark at 4.30. (laughs) I'm like, I told my husband the other day, we're going to have to get a happy lamp. Like I want more sunshine in my life. So maybe some sunshine in the kitchen when when the kids are in there making breakfast. And I don't know, we'll see. We'll see. How are you guys doing? Well, actually, I don't know why I'm asking you. I already know how you're doing because uh, my inbox is full of your questions, which I'm going to get to today. So I know a lot of you are feeling discouraged, and I want to quote out of Psalm 34 for you today, verses 17 and 19, when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of all of them. Psalm 147 says, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Don't you guys love that? I know a lot of you are feeling brokenhearted today. And uh, honestly, like I said to you guys last week, uh, this these are difficult days. They're difficult days for the world, difficult days for God's people. They're difficult days for people of uh, people who have integrity that are trying to stand on the power of their conviction. And we're watching uh, some, these are very hard times, but the Bible tells us that we don't have to be afraid. Isaiah 41, 10 says, don't be afraid, fear not, for I'm with you. Don't be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I love that the psalmist If you go back to Psalm 34, I love that he said that when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them. And I think sometimes we think of that deliverance as if it were, we're not suffering anymore, or the deliverance is God fixed the problem. But as I continue to walk out this thing and walk in it with the Lord, I think the bigger healing and the bigger help in many situations is the grace that we are being given right now to stand up underneath all this stuff. And we're able to stand because the Bible tells us that we're, that we're heard, that the Lord hears us. He hears us and delivers us. And that deliverance may not come in the form of your job being saved. That deliverance may not come 
in the package that you want it to come in. But the Lord says, I'm going to be with you. And there's a deliverance in that all by itself, a peculiar kind of grace. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted. He saves those that are crushed in spirit. That's the God that we serve. He says, I have a plan for you. And you guys were born for this, born for such a time as this. You're not here by mistake. You're here at a a time of the Father's choosing. And I thought it was interesting because so, so many of us right now just feeling, it feels so heavy and it feels so dark. And um, even for me, you know, doing the podcast, you know, I'm like, I need to start looking for some good news, but it's hard to find it except for the stories that I'm hearing of people waking up, people are talking to each other again. You guys, I was in a coffee shop the other day and I met this this really sweet mom came running out to the parking lot to meet me. And she said, boy, are you Heidi St. John? I listened to your podcast. She started talking about what was happening in the public schools. And I thought, you know, a year ago, that wouldn't have happened. We're starting to talk to strangers now in coffee shops. We're looking for little identifying marks, like you've got a hat with a Uh, an offensive American flag on it, or like me today, I was wearing my Save the Babies shirt. (laughs) And we're talking to each other. And I think that, that that's good. The Lord says that he leads us in a way that we do not know, in paths that we have not known, that he guides us. In Isaiah 42, 16, he says, I will turn the darkness before them into light the rough places into level ground. These are the things I do, and I do not forsake them. Don't you, don't you love that? I love it. The Lord is working on our behalf. And when the righteous cry for help, the Bible says that the Lord hears and delivers us. And so we need to keep calling out to the Lord. I'm just going to keep encouraging you to do it and to remind you that God's at work. He's always at work. And so uh, hang on, hang in there. Our hope isn't here, right? Some might trust in horses and some might trust in chariots, but we don't. We trust in the name of the Lord. Some might trust in the government. I, I don't. And uh, some of you guys heard last week, and I'm going to talk about this. You'll hear it more uh, at America's Town Hall because I'll be doing an episode on it, that um, President Trump endorsed my opponent last week actually on the same day that my book was due. So I had, I was, you know, frantically writing, trying to get to the end of my, my book deadline. And I got a phone call saying that uh, Trump had endorsed my opponent, who would be absolutely a nightmare for this area. I don't understand why that happened. I don't understand why Trump would endorse a person that's not from here. Uh, I have so many concerns. But then I got to thinking, you know, it was a... a you know, it was a, a, it felt like a gut punch at first. Had to really get alone with the Lord, talk with my family. And I was reminded, I didn't get into this for the endorsement of anyone. I got into it because God asked me to do it and I'm not going to get out unless he asks me to get out. And he is making the way. God loves impossible odds and it feels like He's setting things up in many, many ways right now. We don't understand it, that are impossible odds. You guys, nothing is impossible for the Lord. He doesn't need our money. The Bible says that he wants our heart. He's looking for obedience. 
And I think for all of us, for the heavy, heavy weight that we're carrying, a lot of you I know carrying terrible weights. I keep talking to doctors and teachers and truck drivers and people that come up to me everywhere I go and they literally just start crying in the middle of coffee shops and they say, I'm losing my pension. I'm losing my job. Please, I don't know what to do. Well, we know the first thing to do is to cry out to the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And there's a big, huge part of me that thinks that's what this whole thing is about. God's trying to get our attention. The question is, are we going to listen? Are we going to give him our attention? And uh, I want to encourage you that way today. Uh, Because there are a lot of things that are happening that are also encouraging. And so hang in there, you guys. Hang in there. Um, The Lord is on his throne. Uh, And and I'm going to trust him all the way to the end. I want to let you guys know that on Tuesday, so tomorrow at noon, I'm going to be at the state capitol for the strike for school choice. If you are in Washington state anywhere within the sound of my voice, come to that. Stop what you're doing. Bring your kids. Uh, if they're not already out, if they're not already yanked out of the public school, take the day off and bring them up there. We're watching what's happening all over the uh, the state right now and around the country, but crazy things are happening at Skyview High School. I'm going to have a young girl on the show to tell you her story. It's quite a remarkable story, actually, of a girl with a mask exemption, and the school is, te- is treating her like she has leprosy. It's amazing to me. Uh, the students at this school, Skyview High School, are being contact traced. They're checking in with QR codes. You guys, something is terribly wrong. And if you're not awake to it now, I'm not sure how to wake you up. Pay attention. We're talking about a virus with a 99.9% survival rate. So why are we contact tracing high school students? Why are we doing that? Why are we training them that they need to be subservient to every little whim and every little rule, uh, no no matter if it's absurd or not, uh, shut your mouth and obey? Well, that's what's happening. And so uh, I'm going to see if I can't get this young girl to come on the show with me. Um, I've spoken at a couple of events with her. I will be speaking at, and this is an event with her also on the 7th. So come on out, you guys, and uh, let's strike together for school choice. Let's send a message loud and clear. These are our children, and we're the ones who decide their medical uh, decisions with them, not the school. We are not co-parenting with the government. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but woo! I have absolutely had it. And so I think the only way that we're going to be able to get ahead of that is to start saying, nope, we're not going to do that anymore. On Thursday the 9th, I'll be in Cowlitz County for a fundraiser. And if you're interested in that, please check my uh, my events page. I want you guys to come on out to that. It's going to be a wonderful, beautiful location. We're calling it Vision Night. We're going to cast a huge, big vision for what I believe uh, is going to bring hope and healing back into Washington state. So uh, come on out and uh, and join me. That's the ninth in Cowlitz County. All right, you guys, lots of questions coming up and I'm going to do my very bestest <laughs> to answer them for you today. Jackie in Texas, my parents are pressuring me to get the vaccine to keep me and my family safe. They say nowhere in the Bible does God say that individual rights are more important than doing what is best for others. How should I respond to this? Well, first of all, this isn't what is best for others. We are called to love our neighbor as ourselves. And if you wouldn't give the shot to yourself, then why do you think it's good for your neighbor? That's a good question. I don't know. I don't appreciate the spiritual manipulation, this twisting of God's word, this pressuring. And frankly, there's a blindness in our churches right now that I ha- that is... It's astonishing to me. And if we're not waking up, now they're saying, we want you to get booster shots. Do not get the booster shot. First, they said, get the vaccine and then your life will go back to normal. Get the vaccine and you won't have to wear the mask. Now they're saying, never mind, get the vaccine, continue to wear the mask. Does anyone see a pattern here or am I the only one? 
contact tracing our young people, putting ankle bracelets on kids that are playing out in the fields. This is madness. And if it were my parents that were pressuring me, I would tell them that I might, I, I understand that they're frightened of this thing, but I would encourage them to uh, be a little bit more discerning about what's happening in Israel right, right now, what's happening in Gibraltar, what's happening in Iceland, in countries all across the world where they have very, very high vaccination rates. People are dying en masse at hospitals having breakthrough reactions to the virus. And so the virus is attacking these people who are supposed to have had the vaccine. And and whoops, wouldn't you know it, uh, when they get exposed to it, many of them, not every, not all of them, but many of them, their bodies are not able to fight it when they get exposed because they've injured their immune system. And so if my parents were pressuring me to get the vaccine, I think I might be saying, hey, maybe for a while, this is something we shouldn't talk about because we're going to we're going to disagree. You're doing what is best for your family and you're doing what you think is best for other people. And this whole like I don't wear my mask for me, I wear it for you. The manipulation started a long time ago and I've been saying this for over a year and a half now. Caution, you are being conditioned to view your freedom to choose as selfish. We should always uh, be free to choose. Our bodies are a temple of the, of the Holy Spirit. We are we are listening to God always for what we do with the bodies that he's given us. So hang in there, Jackie. Uh, Kristen from Peoria, Arizona. Heidi, I'm on the hunt for a new church to call home. Where do I even begin? And how do I know it's not a woke church? I want someone that speaks truth, especially about everything that's going on in the world. Well, uh, Kristen, these churches are few and far between right now. They're hard to find, but I'll tell you one way you can know for sure. I always tell people, go straight to the church's website, look up their statement of faith, find out what's important to them. Around this area, you know, you can find out just by going to the homepage of a church. If they're flying a Black Lives Matter flag or a transgender flag or a gay flag, run for your life. If uh, if you If you find that they can't, stand solid, solid on uh, issues of the faith, non-negotiables, like uh, where does salvation come from? And uh, what does God say about the sanctity of human life? And what does God's word say about marriage? All of these things should be right there at the church website. And if not, you can always meet with them and say, hey, we're just, I mean, I'd be inclined. Have a conversation. You know, we're just trying to figure it out. We're looking for a new church. Could you guys answer a couple of questions? And any pastor that's worth his salt would sit down with you and answer those questions. So that's what I would say to do. If it was me looking for a church, I'm not looking for a church because I have an awesome church. But if I was looking for a church, that's what I'd be doing. Cynthia in Millington, Tennessee. Heidi, I feel so discouraged right now. Cynthia, you're not alone. Can you offer ways to find like-minded people in your community. My husband and I feel like we're the only patriots and the only unvaccinated people around. We don't know how to go finding other America-loving, God-fearing patriots near us. So I took the liberty, Cynthia, I hope you don't mind, of looking up Millington, Tennessee, and you are in a fairly liberal place. <laughs> I think you made the top 10 in Tennessee out there in, uh, in Shelby County. But what I think I might encourage you to do is contact the Republican Party there. So I looked them up. Now, this is not my carte blanche endorsement of local Republican parties, okay? Because I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if your Republican Party is uh, completely insane or if their heads are screwed on straight. I don't know. But if I was moving to an area and I wanted to find the, you know, what was, you know, kind of going on around there, I think that I would start at the Republican Party. It at least gives you a jumping off place because they should be um, 
trying to protect your freedom. So I would probably start at the Tennessee Republican Party if you haven't done it already. And that's TNGOP.org. And say, hey, this is this is where I'm living. Do you know what's going on uh, in uh, in Millington? Is there are there any um, are there any rallies happening? Are we doing any Constitution nights? We should start to do. You guys should start doing uh, Rick Green stuff and hold it in your home and put up signs, you know, or get on Facebook and say, hey, we're going to have a Constitution night and see who shows up. Then you'll know who the Patriots are. That's not a bad idea. If I wasn't so if I wasn't so busy. I might be inclined to do the same thing myself. Uh, hang in there, though, Cynthia, because I know you're not the only one in Millington, Tennessee. Beth from Idaho. Heidi, I have had two major blows this first week. Our homeschool association sent out an email that they've decided to cancel the one in-person conference for next spring because of COVID. Wait, for next spring? For real? Ugh. This is even after I spoke to the chairwoman and told her how great... The Iowa conference was this spring. Second hardest one is the Catholic Diocese of Wisconsin came out telling Christians to get vaccinated and the and they would not sign the religious exemption. I feel so defeated. I don't even know where to start. All right, a couple of things, Beth. First of all, um, have you ever thought about getting together with some other people and having your own conference? <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of wondering if we just need to go, hey, you know what? Sorry, you got canceled. We're going to do our own thing. I mean, this is a, a chance for people to get off the bench that have never gotten off the bench before. As far as the Catholic Diocese of Wisconsin telling you guys to get vaccinated, this goes right back to the spiritual manipulation. I just do not understand the lack of discernment among uh, Christians right now. It, it It's mind numbing. It's very hard to watch. But I would say don't let yourself get caught up in it to where you think about it all the time. I mean, I think I told you guys last week that when that happens to me, uh, I can just feel myself, you know, just like Peter, when he, when he took his eyes off Jesus and he was trying to walk on the water to get to Jesus, what happened when he took his eyes off the Lord? Well, he sank. So don't don't take your eyes off that. Be thinking, okay, Lord, here I am right now. This is happening around me. What do you want me to do? So when we pray, we pray because we're asking God for direction. We want to know, Lord, what do you want us to do? Here we are. We're in this terrible situation. And the Israelites found themselves in terrible situations over and over and over again. And when they didn't listen to the Lord, they got in trouble and ended up in bondage many times, ended up getting in all kinds of a trouble of their own making. And when they did listen, God did amazing things like gave them a pillar of fire to follow at night and a cloud by the day. And remember, you guys, like I said at the, at the um, start of the show today, God loves you. He has a plan for your life. He knows that you're here for, for this time in history, and he wants to do something with you. And so get on your knees, ask the Lord. You guys, it has to start with repentance, right? And I think that the, the forces of evil in the world right now are pressing down so hard and God's people are being tested. We're being tested in an amazing way. And like we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, you know, this, the, those of us with this sermon who can see what's going on, and I've been, you know, hollering about this, as you guys well know, since the very, very beginning, when I was like, something's wrong. You know, I, my, my, my spirit was so troubled. I'm troubled by the masks don't work. We know that now, right? I mean, maybe we didn't know then you could say, well, Heidi, that's all my crazy. You don't actually know. But now I've been saying, listen, this, the hardest part, honestly, the hardest part of 14 days to flatten the curve is always the first 18 months. So just hang in there because it's going to get a little bit, it's going to little, it's going to get a little bit better here because you guys are going to start getting up off the bench 
and stop playing the game and start standing up for, uh, for, for what you know is right and tell the truth. We are called to speak the truth in love. And, and God didn't give you a spirit of fear. That's not from him. God did not give us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. This is who we are in Christ. This is who we are. If you need more verses today, by the way, I'm going to link back to it in the show notes today. If you're struggling with discouragement, so I did a little Google Google search before I did the show today, and I was looking for passages of scripture I could read to you, and I found this website called A Diligent Heart, and I was like, man, why? I feel like I know this this blog. I, I feel like I've, um, and so I started looking. You guys, I'm laughing so hard. And Marlene, you're listening to this right now because Marlene's the one who writes the show notes. So it's Marlene's blog. <laughs> it was Mar- Marlene's blog. Marlene, woman, I'm on your blog. It was Marlene's blog. I'm going to link back to uh, Bible verses that you can look at for when you're feeling discouraged. But that's where I, that, she was my go-to blog this morning. And so Marlene Griffith, uh, that was really fun. That was fun. And we're going to end today in 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, for we walk by faith not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight. You guys hang in there. God is still at work. Get off the bench, get onto the battlefield. And we are going to live to see, I think, an incredible move of the Lord. And even if he doesn't answer, even if, even if he doesn't answer us the way that we want him to, we know that he is always good. We know that ultimately our destination is not this place. We're going home. We're going home. And each one of us is going to answer to the Lord. And I don't know about you, but I want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Well done. Hang in there, you guys. Thanks for listening today. And I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture.